0: And God's peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from a couple of different verses. One uh, that's not in your bulletin. It's, it's really the prophecy. Uh, a prophecy from Ezekiel chapter 36 where God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that New Testament fulfillment there in our reading At the end of the reading, uh, where we heard this, Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. Let us pray. O God, the good shepherd and great physician, bless our time in your word. Work upon our hearts today with your truth. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Well, uh, it's just about three inches wide, maybe about five inches long, maybe an inch and a half from front to back. The average weight for women's about nine ounces, for men, about 10 and a half. It comprises less than 0.5% of our total body weight. It's hard working, and it is a four-chambered pump. By now, you probably figured it out. It is the human heart. The human heart is that muscle in your chest, one of the masterpieces of the Creator. This marvelous little organ uh, beats uh, 100,000 times a day without us even being aware of it most of the time. It sends 2,000 gallons of blood surging through our body, uh, no bigger than your fist, and yet it has that mighty job of, of, of keeping blood flowing through uh, what I read, uh, uh, 60,000 miles of blood vessels uh, that feed your organs and your tissues. Now the Bible has a lot to say about the heart, but it rarely speaks about that heart, the heart beating in our chest. As far as scripture is concerned, the heart is something different. The heart is the the core, the center of everything that we feel, think, and act. According to the biblical writers, the heart is the source of emotions and will and intellect uh, uh, in our moral life heart the bible writers say often questions understands meditates plans believes and trusts it is evil heart that plans and thinks and does bad things god says in your hearts do not think evil of each other in the new testament paul says christ rules in the heart through faith now if you look in the concordance uh, that lists you know that looks at every word in the bible Uh, You may be surprised not only the number of the times the word heart appears in the Bible, but the different ways that it is used. There are texts that talk about a sad heart. Uh, Other texts that talk about a proud heart, uh, a, a glad heart, an upright heart, a trembling heart, a clean heart, a faithful heart, a fearful heart. You see, the heart for the uh, Bible writers is that person's whole character and personality. And it is to the heart that God speaks and reveals his will. God says in Jeremiah, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. The Bible tells us that every human being has a fatal spiritual disease of the heart. From Adam and Eve, we have received from birth that heart full of sin, and we carried with us all the days of our lives here on this earth. Whether we care to acknowledge it or not, we have a heart disease that's fatal. This disease shows itself in our day-to-day life. It shows itself in the way that we speak to one another when we say unkind and hurtful things. The heart disease shows itself in how we treat one another. The heart disease is evident when we find it difficult to forgive someone. No, we all know all too well uh, the, the the problem of this kind of heart disease. We know how a, a proud heart will not let us understand, sympathize, or seek out the person who has offended us. We know how a proud heart will not let us really show love to one another. We know our hearts so easily become those hard hearts, cold hearts, as we... Hold on to grudges as we cling to our own self righteousness and have an unwillingness to admit our own faults. Jesus summed it up like this Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. This kind of heart disease is a fact. The other name for that heart disease is sin, and that's a part of our lives. It doesn't matter whether uh, you've been a member of the church for a long time or were you just brought in today or whether you just walked in off the street. You're not immune to this heart disease. It can attack you at any moment. It strikes believers with a vengeance because Satan loves it. He loves it when he can set one Christian against another. He loves it when Christians harbor grudges. He loves it when Christians harden their heart against their brothers and sisters in Christ. Satan rejoices when Christians battle and take every opportunity to sting each other with hard words and unkind actions. Satan loves to just stir the pot in a believer's life. This disease, though, is not cured by surgery or artificial valves or bypasses. It can't be fixed by gene therapy or antibiotics. You cannot bring about this spiritual rebirth with instruments or surgeries. The prophet Nathan, after he had pointed out David's sin of covetousness and murder and adultery, David prayed, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And God said to Ezekiel, as I read at the beginning, I will give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. My friends, this, is, this isn't a repair job. <laughs> this isn't just a change of heart. It's not a matter of just tweaking a few things, fixing a few vices, improving a few virtues, and everything's going to be all right. This is a heart removal and replacement. We're talking about a heart transplant here. Because of his great love for us and by his power, God takes out the old and puts in the new god says that you know any kind of do-yourself it fix to get to the bottom of what cause the cause and ails of our heart uh it's not going to get to it what people need is something new they need a, a new heart new character a new personality new thoughts new feelings a new way of looking at things new ways of doing things you need a new heart The reality is, the truth is, when a heart transplant occurs for you to receive the donor heart, someone else has to die. Jesus died to give you the new heart. On the cross of Calvary, we see God acting only as he can by taking out that heart of stone and replacing it entirely and totally, completely with that warm, living heart that loves others. It is the heart of Jesus Christ that now lives in that heart in our heart. It is his heart that renews us. It is his heart that gives us new life and energy to do the things that please God. This is what Paul's getting at in his second letter to the Corinthians when, we, when he writes, we recognize that one man died for everyone, which means that they all share in his death. Anyone who is joined to Christ is now a new being. The old is gone and the new has come. The old sin filled heart's been replaced with a new heart. It gives us a new life, a new perspective on how we should how our life should be lived, a new way of treating other people, a new viewpoint of who God is and the worship that we should offer to Him. We are joined with Jesus in His death and resurrection, and we are made new. The old ways, they're gone. Through Jesus' love and forgiveness, God has given us a new heart and a new spirit. But let's get real here. <laughs> if Jesus has given us a new heart, why in the world do we still have problems? Why in the world is still there there's still so much pain in our lives? Why haven't our old sinful habits and egos disappeared? Why do we keep on letting God down and other people? Why do we feel so guilty? Well, sadly, the old heart dies slowly. (laughs) Even for the Christian, particular temptations take advantage of the flaws in our character. Satan, the world, and our own sinful nature cause us to sin. And as Christians who believe that just because they're joined to Christ, they're beyond temptation and sin, well, they, they get sadly disillusioned when, when things like doubt and depression and, and guilt and discouragement, they all come in as a result of constantly falling back into sin. When God gives us a new heart, we mess it up with sin every day. And so we need to go undergo a transplant every day. Daily we sin. Every day we repent, turn to God, and are made new and clean again. Because of that, we join with David, that chosen servant, acknowledging our own sinfulness and, and repenting and praying, create in me a clean heart, O God. Receiving that forgiveness and salvation through Jesus' own words, we're saved and strengthened and blessed through baptism and even the Lord's Supper, forgiven. The guilt of our sin wiped away. We're made clean. We've been adopted into God's family. And so now as God's children, our lives reflect that we belong to God. That we have a new heart and desire to do God's will. My friends, today God's reminding you and me that he's given us something new. He's given us a new heart. The spirit-filled life that he gives makes us change the way that we live every day. This new life really is ours. In fact, when we are ruled by our new God-given hearts, I believe that we're going to be surprised at what God can accomplish through us. God can give us spirit-filled hearts that burn with that longing to see children of our church and our school and our community to really come closer to Jesus. God gives us that spirit-filled hearts that burn with that desire to see more and more people come here to worship and be in God's word. God gives us that spirit-filled heart to burn with that compassion for those who are sick in the hospital grieving and facing tough times. God gives us those spirit-filled hearts that burn with understanding and love for our spouses, our children, the people who are across our path every day, even our brothers and sisters in Christ. God gives us those spirit-filled hearts that don't make excuses but gladly honor and worship God and love others as Jesus has loved us God says to the to us to the prophet Ezekiel I will give you a new heart I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees you will be my people and I will be your God God gives he gives us in baptism he strengthens us at his table so rejoice in this new heart this transplanted heart, uh, uh, the, the heart of stone that's been transplanted with a heart of flesh. The old is gone, and the new has come. So may God bless you with that new heart each day. Amen. Please pray with me. Lord God, give us a heart that understands your love in Jesus. Give us a heart that accepts your forgiveness. Give us a heart that responds to your kindness and grace with new love, new understanding new kindness toward others, a new life filled with the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Please.